Hello and welcome back to The Great Date Guy. My name is Rob Huang and today we cover off on rejection. More specifically, we're talking about whether or not it's worth it to be the one that approaches. Now, I know traditionally, ladies, that this is something that you seek to avoid because the men should be doing the work and it's less romantic and, like, I don't like putting myself out on a limb and, like, they really should be doing this anyway, right? It's not my job. And the funniest part about all of this is that there are men that are starting to adopt this mentality, too. <laughs> so you can see where this begins to create a bit of a cultural snag. Um, logging on to any dating app, you might find that the conversation is pretty dry and boring, like most of the time, or at least more than half of the time. You're running into people who are just like, hey, what are you doing? And they're just sitting back and waiting for a reply. And because the same thing is happening on the other end, if we're being real about it, right? We're just waiting for someone to show up and, you know, spark something in us. Something to, to make us laugh or make us feel more engaged. The conversation, for the most part, doesn't really go anywhere. And where that leaves us is a culture where people are just kind of ghosting each other all the damn time. <laughs> Which... Uh, as far as I remember, it was one of the most frustrating parts of online dating. One of the many reasons why I don't really recommend it. Especially not if you're a guy. Now, the thing that we're bumping into is a well-known psychological phenomenon called backwards rationalization. Um, now, this is building off of something that we've discussed before about how the brain can only make emotional decisions. If the emotional center of my brain is damaged, then I can come up with reasons for why I should do something and why I shouldn't do something, but I won't actually be able to pull the trigger. That's because emotions are an integral part. They're an integral part of pulling the trigger, right? I need to have the emotional impetus in place in order for my brain to decide to do something or not do something. So here's the thing about rejection. Almost automatically, most of our brains will associate rejection or getting the no from someone uh, as emotional pain. And when it comes to the brain, pain is just pain. It's indistinguishable, right? There's there's no category for emotional pain versus physical pain. They actually register in the same part of the brain. If I get rejected, it can hurt as bad or worse as me getting kicked in the nuts. Or whatever the female equivalent to that is. Slapped in the boob, maybe? And... <laughs> In order to avoid that pain, the brain is really, really, really good at backwards rationalizing. Now, this isn't something that you're doing consciously, right? You've got to remember that your brain, most of it, about 90% of the function is unconscious. You do not have access to it unless you do a lot, a lot, a lot of work, right? It's effortful to bring the unconscious into the controllable conscious, which is where a lot of coaching work lies. Now, because this is unconscious, because rejection hurts so much, the brain backwards rationalizes. And it says things like, oh, well, you know, it means more if the guy approaches me. It means that this person likes me more. And why would I want to start a relationship off where the guy is just kind of lukewarm, right? Where I'm having to do all the work. I don't want to be in a relationship where I have to do all the work. And those kinds of stories can go on and on and on until we feel like we're satisfied, we've got enough reasons 
But in our heart of hearts, you know, when we look for those reasons, doesn't it sometimes feel like we're generating them on the spot? We're just kind of pulling them out of thin air. And like the ones that like make a lot of sense, we're like, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I'm going to keep that. And that's because that's exactly what's happening in the background. Our brains are really, really sneaky. And what that means is that we get to miss out on the advantages of being the one to approach, right? The problem with sitting around and being passive about the whole attraction and dating process is yes, you don't have to put in a lot of work other than, you know, showing up and looking nice. But on the other hand, it also means that you don't get any choice, right? You have no power over the situation. Your job is to sit there and wait and you will get people approaching you. But odds are it will be the same kind of person, right? You're going to attract a very similar type of person each time. And if you look at your dating record, uh, chances are if you were doing the passive approach, you ended up dating the same kind of dude or the same kind of girl over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, right? If you keep doing what you were doing, you'll keep getting more of the same. And unfortunately, if you're a dude, uh, a lot of times that means that you'll keep getting nothing, <laughs> nothing <laughs> right? Women don't commonly approach. It's very, very unusual. In my adult lifespan, I've had maybe four or five women approach me over the course of what, like 13 years? Um, that's, it's pretty, it's pretty bleak. And in the meantime, you are waiting, right? And you're making up stories about why these people aren't approaching you. It's, it's almost as uncomfortable, if not more so over a longer course of time. If you were to add it up day after day after day, it's more painful to be the one just waiting around. Cause what does it mean about you that no one worthy has come and like no one worthwhile has come and had a conversation with you. It's, it's just all been weirdos, right? It starts to affect your self-esteem and your perception of yourself. And getting a breakthrough in rejection is a big deal, right? It isn't just that we're afraid of rejection when it comes to dating. It's that we're afraid of rejection in every other aspect of our lives. If you look at what you're surrounded by, if you look at the conditions that you're in, the, the career that you've got, you'll notice that a lot of what you have and what you don't have is informed by how much risk you were willing to take. So a breakthrough in rejection, a breakthrough in being okay with getting a no means that you get a breakthrough in every other part of your lifestyle. So rest assured, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot. Uh, there are a lot of reasons why doing the approaches yourself is actually kind of a good idea. So I want to offer you a few tips to make sure that your approaches go as painlessly as possible. Rule number one is making sure that you're grounded. Um, and that could happen a number of different ways, right? You can have a nice conversation with a friend who routinely leaves you relaxed or excited about life. You can go and take a yoga class. You can go for a run. You can meditate for an hour. You can do breathing exercises. You can get onto a coaching call. You can talk to your counselor or a therapist. You can journal. Do anything that you need in order to get your body out of that fear state right? Where you're afraid of what might happen. The idea is that you want to get out of your head and into your body. 
when you can do that, the approach tends to go a lot better, right? Because you're not worried about how things are going or how you're looking. You're just there in the moment, enjoying. And you'll notice that those are often the times that you run into the most interesting, awesome people. The other thing that you can look into is the rule of five. When you're approaching, you want to approach at least five people at any one point in time, and you want to do it as quickly as possible, back to back to back to back to back. Okay, cool. Yes, that was five times. All right. So, <laughs> so when you approach five people, that guarantees something. Just simple statistics. You will have one person who usually really gets weirded out and does not like your ass, right? That is a guarantee. Usually, for me, I find that that's the first person that I talk to. Almost always, <laughs> that one will go poorly for me. You will also get one interaction that's okay, right? It's just all right. It's really middle of the road. You will get one interaction that is, you know, like mildly bad. It's it's not as bad as the first rejection, but it's like not really that great either. You'll get one that's kind of good. It'll go somewhere. You might get a phone number. You might like get a little more, more than a phone number. Who knows? And then in the last case, on the one of those five attempts, you will get someone who feels like a home run. You'll get an approach that feels like it'll make the rest of your day. You'll be energized and jazzed. You'll be super empowered to do whatever the hell that you want. You'll be on an emotional high because this person really clicks with you. It feels like there's something here. It's almost like the same sensation as learning to ride a bike for the first time. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening, and that's what you're going for. If you can commit to doing at least five approaches in rapid succession, whenever you go out, you will be guaranteed to run into one of those types of matches. Now, is that going to turn into your future husband or wife? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> but that's not really the point. The point is that you want to be out meeting people. You want to be out getting over that fear of rejection, and the easiest way to do that is to train your brain to understand that it's not so bad. If I can just do this one thing, then I will reliably get the result that I want to get, which is a phone number or a date, or a connection with a sweet new human being that I might actually enjoy spending time with, whether or not I'm dating them. And ultimately, I think that's one of the most important mindsets that you could take on when you're in the dating world. It's really not about going out and putting pressure on yourself to find the one. If you can take it on from a human to human approach, I'm just out, a human out to meet other humans, and I want to see if there's a connection. And if there's a connection here, I want to pursue it and see what's there. Does it go any deeper? That. Is the secret to your success. And as a bonus hack, I want to throw this in. This is something that I just recently discovered. Turns out, since emotional and physical pain are so closely related, since they are basically one and the same, you can literally dull the amount of emotional pain that you feel from rejection by taking an aspirin. Right? Any other kind of mild, innocuous painkiller. Don't take opioids. Right? Do not take prescription medication for this. Do not. Right, you don't want to get addicted, but if you can take an aspirin before you go out and start doing approaches, the rejections will just bounce right off of you. They'll hurt a little bit, but they won't hurt nearly as much as they normally would. Why? Because the pain receptors in your brain will not be fully operational. That means you can't feel the sting of rejection as badly as you normally would. 
What that will allow you to do then is to retrain your brain to think that, okay, maybe this isn't so bad, it didn't hurt as bad as the last time I did this. And gradually over time, you won't need this trick at all. Rejection will become a thing of the past. You'll realize that it's just a story that you made up about what happens when someone says no. All right, that is all the time that we have for today. If you need more help in breaking through your rejection barrier, if you're tired of just kind of sitting on your hands and beating yourself up over and over again because you aren't going out and approaching people, your brain is entirely convinced that rejection is too hard to overcome, set up a free appointment. Go to greatdateguide.com, grab your 45-minute consultation with me, completely cost-free, and save yourself something like $200. It's a really good deal. <laughs> All right, that's a great date, guy.com. Fill out the application. We will catch you in the next podcast.